And, you know, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We have to take care of the temple. And sometimes I think, boy, that isn't a great testimony if you're walking around, you know, three, four hundred pounds. You got to definitely add a few more holes to the belt of truth for that pastor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good one. Hey, John came up with a, you yeah. know, he's starting to catch on. I, I'm learning I from our, the best right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Live your life with purpose. Change someone's life for the better and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. So let's get started. When you think about the Christian life, it's there's a battle that's always going on between our flesh and our spirit. And our flesh represents our sinful nature, and it's always wanting to fulfill its lusts and desires. So how do you break out of that flesh and get more and more into the spirit. One of the most powerful ways to do it is fasting. It supercharges your faith. And we're going to talk about that today. My name is Dan Wheeler. I'm one of your hosts for uh, Finish Strong. Terry Steen is another host. And the third is Brian Rowland. Brian's under the weather today. He's battling COVID. So say a prayer for Brian and he should be back on our next episode. But our uh, fearless producer, John Matarazzo, is here, <laughs> and he's doing an excellent job of filling in. So, John, thanks for being with us. It's great to be back with you guys. Yeah. Great to be here with great you. Great to have you here. And John has had a lot of experience with fasting, and I know you have too, Terry, as I have. Yeah, I did it that one time, yeah. So, uh... Ha, ha, funny. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's being funny. But, you know, our goal as Christians, when you think about it, is to break loose of that flesh. And I don't know any better way than to deny your body calories because it's not Mm -hmm. only denying your flesh that's humbling and it's hard to do isn't it it's not easy oh my goodness yeah in fact sometimes when i even hear the word fast i i get a twitch yeah it's it's, i mean (laughs) it it is you're gonna say that you run (laughs) yeah run fast yeah yeah Yeah. exactly it's probably one of the hardest disciplines in the christian walk wouldn't you say it's not something people like to talk about i would say so because uh well back when we were in college we were both pretty fast physically on the base pass yeah but i don't think we ever could have fasted we were hungry our whole college career because we're always burning calories but that's you know, that's, that is the, the challenge. That's the battle. And I think that we need to look to Scripture. It's a very uh, biblical principle because Jesus himself gave us the greatest example. Before he started his ministry, after he was baptized, and the Spirit descended on him like a dove. So he's baptized in the water, and he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. You'd think the first thing he'd do in his public ministry would be to go out and do some great miracle, feed the 5,000, raise the dead. No, the first thing he did was he went into the wilderness and he prayed and he fasted for 40 days. Can you imagine? Wow. Yeah. 40 yeah. days. But that's where he was drawn. I think that's where he was building up a spiritual strength, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And then it's not a coincidence that after those 40 days, the devil came to tempt him, is it? Mm, And uh, obviously we know that he won that battle, but even Jesus knew how prepared he had to be for the wiles of the enemy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Before we we go into what fasting is and what it isn't, John, I want to ask you, because I know you fasted like, what, 17 days, 21 days 
Well, tell me what the biggest benefit for you fasting has <laughs> has uh, produced. So for me, the biggest benefit whenever I fast, and I've done several uh, 21-day fasts at the beginning of the year, and sometimes I'll do another one as as I feel led by the Lord, but it's really, for me, aligning my desires to the will of God. Mm. And so if you say no to your desire for food, and instead of taking the time to prepare a meal or even cleaning up after a meal, like I'm using that time to spend with the Lord mm. uh, the best that I can. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, like I know there's a lot of people that do like a Daniel fast. So they're just doing fruits and vegetables and and some other things. But I would much rather not even prepare food and not even have to not be thinking about what can I eat? I just, I'm like, let me just stop eating. I'm just going to do liquids. And it takes a lot of discipline, but it really helps realign me to the Lord and take my dependence away from the food. Like I even fast coffee whenever I'm doing this too. Woo. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's tough because coffee is something we really desire. Terry, would you agree with, with John that, that it's, it's a form of discipline and disciplining yourself before the Lord? Yeah. Yeah. So much. In fact, that's probably the key to the whole thing is how much of our lives and our desires and our interests can we refocus toward God and totally turn away from any of our of our own personal pleasures for a season you know he obviously doesn't tell us to do it <laughs> forever but for a season and like John says, when he feels led to do it, I think there's great benefit in doing it in a structured way. Mm-hmm. And the churches I attend tend to do it as a group at the beginning of the year, like John saying, for 21 days. But then sometimes the Lord leads us to that for various other reasons that I'm sure we'll talk about as we move forward. Boy, as we've been preparing for this podcast, I keep coming back to a verse from the Sermon of the, on the Mount, Matthew 5. Six, which says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I thought, what an interesting choice of words the Lord used there when you're talking about fasting, and that's what he did. Our hunger, our thirst. And he says, I am the bread of life. You know, I am uh, the eternal water that will never run dry. You know, I'm uh, the well, the, he's... Uh, He's all of that to us, but I think that's what fasting is about, turning your hunger and your thirst toward the Lord. Because whenever I've fasted, whenever I start to get hungry or you feel your stomach growling, I start praying yep. and I start seeking God. But what is not fasting? Uh, Terry, have you ever heard people say, well, I'm going to skip dessert. I'm not going to eat chocolate for Lent or Do you think that's fasting? Well, I think everyone has to work out their own sense of what they're denying is, because truly, people have different fleshly desires. And if you're denying that desire, then in a sense, you're fasting and God's honoring it. You know, back in the old Bible times, Food was kind of it. How many additional things did they have available to them to bring them pleasure? Hmm. There's so many more things today. Maybe that's why they had so many feasts all the time. That's right. It truly was. (laughs) 
And so nowadays we've got a lot of things that get into our nature that we find pleasure in, whether it's social media or sweets or, you know, you mentioned desserts and those kind of things. We don't put as much stock in that as food necessarily, but for some people, I wouldn't want people listening to not think that they could do something even on a smaller scale to begin a process of fasting and understand the principle and denying themselves is the key to it as opposed to what it actually is. I I think we're going to give some ideas at the end of this podcast on how you can start fasting if it's something you've never done, because you do, you kind of start small and you kind of work your way up. But Philippians 3, 18 and 19, uh, for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly. And Mm. that really caught my eyes. I was reading it uh, the other day because sometimes our belly can become a God. You know, the joke about Christians was our biggest entertainment was going out to eat after Sunday and that you'd have, we accounted for all sins, we took them all seriously, except for the sin of gluttony, because yeah. a lot wow. of pastors and preachers were really overweight. And, you know, our body is the temples of, of, of God, the temple Holy Spirit. We have to take care of the temple. And sometimes I think, boy, that isn't a great testimony if you're walking around, you know, three, 400 pounds. You got to definitely add a few more holes to the belt of truth for that pastor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good one. Hey, John came up with a, you know, he's starting to catch on. I, I'm learning from our, the best right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> or the worst, our poor <laughs> sense of humor. When and why should we fast? Well, for me, whenever I'm facing a really big decision and I really mm-hmm. need to hear from God, that's an important time for me, Terry, to fast. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great time. And and Jesus is another example of that. When he came out of that 40 days, that's when he started selecting his disciples. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you want to learn more about the Bible and how it reveals God's plan for humanity? Do you want to discover the connections between the Old and New Testaments and how they form one cohesive story? If so, you should listen to Reasoning Through the Bible, a podcast that explores the scriptures verse by verse with clarity and insight. Join us every week as we dive into the historical context, theological implications, and answers to questions about each passage to see how they apply to our lives today. Don't miss this opportunity to grow your faith and understanding of God's Word. Subscribe to Reasoning Through the Bible. Boy, good point. Yeah. Yeah. John? I, I know for me, something that has always stuck with me, I heard one of my teachers in my missionary school use this phrase that he would fast until he was past the deception point, especially whenever he had to make a big decision. Oh. So he would fast until he felt like there was a breakthrough, like there was something that's like, you know what, I am now, like my flesh has been suppressed enough that I can now hear the voice of the Lord clearly. Hmm. And I actually got to do a podcast episode with him and do a full interview about that. But years later, that phrase that he said back in 2003 is still affecting me that whenever I've got a big decision, I want to make sure that I'm fasting past the deception point because we can trick ourselves into a lot of things. So good. So good. And there are many uh, examples in the Bible of when, 
different people fasted. Another uh, time to fast is if you're praying for someone who's in an intense spiritual or physical battle, or mm. if you are in an intense physical battle. And, and I think about the disciples when they couldn't cast out a demon, and then the Lord came and he did, and he said, this kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. And he added that second part of it, that extreme dedication and discipline to pray and fast for somebody. Very important. Yeah, that's good, Dan. I, I, I wrote down that exact example on this point because it was so really? poignant. Yeah, and may, it, it increases our faith. That fasting process increases our faith, obviously, because Jesus said, because of your unbelief or because of your little faith. So they had prayed, but they didn't fast. So I think we could read that to say fasting will increase our faith and allow yeah. us that better opportunity to overcome some of those physical and spiritual issues. Absolutely. And that passage is found in Mark nine twenty nine. Jesus said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Another uh, good time to, well, I, I was going to get an example of praying for someone who's in a battle. My mom needed healing, and she had a very serious heart attack, ended up needing a double bypass surgery, and I didn't know if she was going to make it. And I was on location with QVC at the time. And when you're on location with QVC, you go out for these big meals for dinner, huge. And I went out with everyone, and I was able to not eat. I was just drinking water, and everybody's like, how are you doing this? Huh? And I said, well, it's got to be God helping me because... I, you know, physically, I really wanted to dive into that prime rib they were all eating. You oh, yeah. better believe it. And Terry, I know you've got a, a really important story about uh, your nephew and your brother. Yeah, when when we're talking about anything of really importance that we want to see God too, but in this case, it was seeing somebody saved. It was salvation. Hmm. And one day I was sitting there thinking about my family and how God has blessed our heritage so much. And I got reflecting on two individuals in our family that were not serving the Lord and didn't know the Lord. And I just kind of got a little spiritual indignation or boldness to go, well, why aren't they? Why can't they be? Why should we sit back and accept the fact that these two are not saved and don't know the Lord like they should? One was my youngest brother, Neil. Another was a nephew named Derek. And so I contacted various family members, and we got six or seven of us together that agreed to fast one day a week. So throughout the course of a week, one of us was fasting for these two guys. Hmm. And incredibly, within two to four weeks, I don't know exactly when, within two to four weeks, both of them, dramatically accepted the Lord and turned their life around. My brother, wow. Neil, he just was doing his own thing and not serving the Lord and came back to him. My nephew, Derek, he dropped out of high school. He was like a 18, 19, 17, somewhere in there, dropped out of high school, became a drug user, lived in Iowa, but had a had a channel to Chicago and frequently was part of a drug ring and trafficking in Chicago. 
made friends with uh, a hitman, and oh the goodness. hitman was beginning to train him to be a hitman. And this is the kind of life that this wow. nephew was taking. Wow. And he agreed one day to go with his mom and dad to a church service where there was a play on the prodigal son. Mm. And God grabbed him that night. Wow. And he turned his life around, cold turkey, went through everything for those two to three days of uh, the cold turkey thing and never touched a drug again. Basically, he's in ministry and has seen miracles take place through his ministry. He's written a book. God did incredible, incredible things there, and it just took us stepping up and adding that fast piece and then watch God work. Fasting works, no doubt about it. And it's our showing our obedience to God that we're following his example which he gave us in Matthew 4 for 40 days and 40 nights before beginning his public ministry. Daniel fasted. I mean, so many people. David fasted when he found out Jonathan and Saul had died. So fasting is a a way to express grief as well. It's a way to humble ourselves. You know, 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways... Then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. And we need to be praying and fasting for America, for sure. So, John, since you've had a lot of experience with fasting and the 21-day fast, what were some of the other reasons you fasted for other than a major decision? So there's been major decisions. There's been uh, most of the time it's just making sure that I'm in right alignment with the Lord. And I want to serve his purposes for for my life, or I want my life to serve his purposes. I guess that's a better way to say that. But I just want to say that fasting is not a way to twist God's arm. It's more of a way for us to twist our arm so that Mm -hmm. so that we're uh, you know we're not doing the things that we're not supposed to be doing. I mean, it's that's great. The the results that I've seen when fasting has been pretty remarkable, and I'm not doing it for the results so much as those are the results of being closer to the Lord. The first time I did a longer fast, I did it for 13 days and I was, my church was going through the book, the circle maker. And I tell you, every time I was reading something in that book, it felt like there was a practical application, like based off of the things that I was praying, like immediately after that, after that prayer break was done, my, I was doing uh, manual labor, helping a guy do construction at that time. And the first couple of days, he was like, you know, you might want to eat something. A couple of days into it, though, he said, you're actually a better worker when you're fasting. <laughs> he said, that, maybe I should try that, is what he said. And um, I'm like, that's definitely just the Lord. But actually, that job ended up wrapping up during the fast. And then my church hired me the next day. And mm. it, was, uh, it was amazing just to see how God did that. And then in 2018... I was seeking the Lord about some direction and then my fast ended and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start eating, but I'm not going to stop seeking the Lord the way that I've been doing. And so I wasn't watching much TV and like, I wasn't like, I was going into my room and praying, even though I wasn't eating again, 
But then I just had a download from heaven and here was the plan to start my podcast along the way. Mm-hmm. And that's how that got started. And I was just like, wow, okay, God gave me some direction. And I'm glad that I, you know, I wrote down all those notes that I felt like God was saying. And so the next morning I woke up and I'm like, oh, this actually still makes sense. This isn't just me right. having crazy <laughs> right. dreams or, or, or crazy thoughts. Yeah. But, you know, every time I've done a fast, like God has done something, whether it's during the fast or shortly after the fast. But at the very least, it's a way for me to align myself to his will. I like what you said at the beginning of that, uh, that it's not a way of twisting God's arm because fasting doesn't change God's power. Mm-hmm. He's still all powerful, but it changes our level of dedication and it kind of sets us apart for God's supernatural use. And, you know, he can really use a willing vessel. We talk about that all the time, being willing to uh, humble ourselves and let God work through us. Yeah, I think humbling is the key word there because uh, when you think about what he's telling us about fasting back in the Sermon on the Mount, what did he say? He said, hey, don't do it like the hypocrites. Have a good countenance on your face. Clean yourself up. Walk around like you're not fasting because that becomes a pride thing when you go, hey, I'm fasting, mm-hmm. you know, and telling mm-hmm. everybody that you're fasting, then that indicates where your heart's at. And God doesn't honor that. No. He honors the humble heart. So if we can keep that focus and know that the humility and our heart is the key to the process, then that opens up the channels for God to really do some of the things, like John was just saying, some of those incredible results he saw was from a humble heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another uh, reason we fast is for self-discipline, self-control. You know, so many times uh, in our world today, people are, you know, if it feels good, do it. You know, go ahead, eat, enjoy, drink, be merry, you know, but we need discipline in our lives or else we're, we're not going to lead productive lives. It's the fruit mm-hmm. of the Spirit. yes. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, it says, What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. So it's a way to show God that we are truly his. And we talked, you know, last uh, podcast about praise and worship. Let's face it. Fasting is a great form of worship when we talk about humility and doing it in honor of God to honor him to say, I want to be set apart. I'm really serious. For me, whenever I fasted, it's taken my prayer life to a whole new level because whenever I would get hungry, I would pray. Mm. And I'd say, Lord, I want to hunger after you. But worshiping God, directing our hunger towards him, hunger and thirst after righteousness, it's so important. Another uh, reason to fast is to express concern for the Lord's work. You can fast for a ministry that's maybe having trouble or need of help or for preparing for the ministry. As John said, God showed him his whole new direction with the podcast Yeah, when he yeah. fasted. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So it is a powerful form of worship. In conclusion, guys, I know I didn't tip you off to this, but what would you say to someone that says, ah, I'm not sure I need to fast. I'm not sure it's that important. My first thought would be, It's scriptural Mm -hmm. to be obedient to God, number one, 
whether you, because if we start letting our emotions come into play, there's tons of stuff we'll never do. That's true. But there are so many examples of how fasting mm. is so beneficial for our life and the results that can potentially happen. And it allows God to see our true heart and our passion for more of him and to please him. Mm. How can you go wrong wanting more of God and wanting to please him? Mm. Yeah, you can't. John? Yeah, I know fasting is something that I just want to encourage people to do. And the big thing that I would like let everybody know is that it's okay if you fail. Yeah. Like, don't be too hard on yourself. Like, if you try fasting and you're like, you end up by habit eating something small, it's like, it's not that big of a deal. Okay, start mm-hmm. small and then you can work your way into longer fast. I don't recommend. Would a large bag of M&Ms qualify there or no? Is it the shareable kind or just a large? Yeah. <laughs> You'd have yeah. to take that up with the Lord. Yeah. If it's the shareable, then yes, if you share okay. with yeah. us. Yeah. Sorry, John. Um, but, uh, yeah. but, you know, the Bible says that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you right. feel like the Lord is telling you to do a fast and your flesh is a little bit stronger than you'd like to admit, and you end up eating yeah. something, just get back on the horse and say, you know what? I'm going to move on from now, you know? And you don't have to necessarily start your count over. Just do what God has called you to do to the best that you can. And your spirit is going to get stronger as you feed your spirit. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, there's really so much good. that we can talk yeah. about that. But don't put, don't be too hard on yourself. That's my biggest yeah, piece and, of advice. And that's good advice because I was going to wrap up with some advice. And that advice is start small, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a meal or maybe it's you start out, maybe every day you eat a snack and you start out with the snack and then work your way up a meal or two and then a day. Before you know it, you might be going two, three days or longer mm-hmm. and you'll be amazed at the benefits that will come from that. So fasting is so important. Yep. As Terry said, it is biblical. There's so many examples in scripture of where fasting was important, but Jesus himself fasted. Yeah, John, you got one more thought? I got one more thing I got to say, just for anybody that's doing a longer fast, please, please, please brush your teeth still, even though you're not eating anything, <laughs> yeah, brush right. your teeth because your breath yeah. can get really bad. And that just that's a public service announcement for everybody around you too. So <laughs> oh, my note, good, go ahead, Dan. <laughs> good advice in so many areas, but if you really want to supercharge your faith, you want to go to the next level, try fasting. Yes, it's hard, but you'll be amazed how God will help you. There comes a point when you just keep praying and you pray through where you don't even desire food anymore. That's what's happened to me in the past. And again, like Terry said, the Lord warned us, don't be as the hypocrites do, who they make their face, their countenance droopy and and look sad, (laughs) and they want everybody to know they're fasting. No, be cheerful. Get up, take a shower, brush your teeth. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So nobody knows. Well, we're so glad you guys uh, took time to be with us. John and Terry, thank you. And Brian should be back with us next time. Buddy, I hope you're feeling so much better. Thanks for joining us. And we hope to see you next time on Finish Strong. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.